Welcome to Running It Back, the lessons learned from sports podcast. It's bonkers in the NBA. We have to talk about it. Tarlin, how are you doing? Well, I'm scrolling through our text because this is the way we do deep prep for the show. Yeah. And it's the normal, so what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're catching me off guard because I'm the prepper. I yeah. want to make sure that I know what we're talking about. And you're going to throw the NBA on me. Mm. I, I'm just, so I'm going to, I'm going to be tap dancing. I mean, some men are born great. Some acquire greatness. And then some have the NBA foisted upon them. That's happened to all of us. You can't ignore what's going on. It's You it's cannot crazy ignore. Town. It is the best show. There is no other league. I mean, think about it. NHL, MLB. NFL. NFL is the top rated show always, mm. but you just do not have the action that you have in NFL that you have in NBA. We're on the eve of the Super Bowl, and all that people are talking about is what happened in the NBA. Shuffle up and deal. We did shuffle up. So how are you feeling first as a Knicks fan with the huge moves that you made at the trade deadline? We have a nice team that may win a playoff series. We'll make the playoffs. Our floor, our floor is losing early in the playoffs. Our ceiling is winning around in the playoffs. Playoffs. That is all that I... It's And we're a nice team. It's easy to root for Jalen Brunson. I like Josh Hart. You know, it's nice. It's, it's all delightful and wonderful. But uh, are they going to really do something? I doubt it. And, you know, we recently were talking about how NFL teams can get stuck in the middle where... They should be worse than they are, but they actually get a little bit better. Between Tibbs, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett, there's a lot of middle-tier first round of the playoff losses baked into the Knicks' future for the foreseeable. I feel really excited yeah. pouring out. I feel like this is 90s Knicks right now. The good news Just... is we don't have to tolerate the very few insufferable Nets fans who were getting frisky about their future for the last few years. Nets fans are once again returned to their status as even more laughable than Knicks fans. So that is the only restitution in all of this. So I want to challenge because prior to wanting to create the big three Nets, this is the Kyrie, Durant, Harden, hamstring, sort of a little overweight, trade them away, make sure we get Ben Simmons. Yeah. The Nets were fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Kenny Atkinson took a team of 30 wins, like 38, 36, 38. Oh, the old Nets. Wins. The Nets, I'm saying the Nets right before the big three. And we talked about on other shows, they built a team that played hard. Yeah. They had a great culture. Were they going to win at all? They mm. weren't three blow up everything and have three stars and try to get them to figure out how to play together. They were a couple, it's Brooklyn, it's the net. Like they were a star away from really, that's like shot maker, from really causing problems. Mm -hmm. But ownership, and Sean Marks was there, took a step back and said, yeah, we, we're, we played our, we lost our first round series. But in order to win, we're chasing old models. In order to win, they were chasing the Miami Heat big three model mm -hmm. that hadn't necessarily borne out. Right. Since the Miami Heat. Not five, not six. No, two. Yeah, we got you. I see you. And everyone left. Giannis and crew mm -hmm. didn't have that. So what was interesting is when you look at the Nets now, 
they're going back to their core. They're going back to where it all started. Their the identity. Atkinson. Their identity. They, they, they have young guys that play hard. They're long and rangy. They're going to give younger guys a chance to play. They got Jacques Vaughn. He is beard one on Mount Rushmore. We were just talking about Lubby Smith. People are going to want to play for each other, know their role. Yeah. And they're not going to be in the locker room debating every day whether or not the earth is flat. Mm -hmm. So there's something about what's missing. And this, we talked about this on the NFL show to get a team of guys to play hard in the NBA. You win a lot of games. Can you win it all? No, but do you have to blow up everything to bring on talent? And I think as we have more failed experiments, I think some of the NBA players, which they, they dominate, they have all the leverage, may say, I'm going to pick a location and a team that's playing, that plays hard versus needing to have my buddies, a la like the Olympics, come to me because we think that's the way we're going to win a championship. It just hasn't proven out. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And by the way, I think the Nets are going to be entertaining to watch, kind of like the Knicks. The Knicks and the Nets are both second-tier teams for the foreseeable future. They're entertaining. Jacques Vaughn, I'm curious to see what happens there. Cam Thomas, prior to his unfortunate statements, was surprising people with his oh, basketball. Cam, yeah, I needed you to stop texting me about Cam Sanity. Three 40-point games. And no, I did not pick him up in my fantasy league. I picked up Royce O'Neal because I thought Cam couldn't yeah. do it again. He went yeah. off for two games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Nets will be frisky. They'll be exciting. They'll be a little nobody believes in us. So they'll make the playoffs. Playoffs? But are they going to Are they gonna do anything? Probably not. What's interesting around these moves. But have some patience. It's like trade deadline. All of a sudden, they're going to win the championship. Brooklyn Nets fans are temperamentally similar to Lakers fans. They need showtime. And even then they weren't showing up. So the scrappy team playing in front of an empty stadium, Brooklyn. I, I'm hoping for the best for Jacques Vaughn. I just don't see any of these teams, despite your point, which is a fair one, that the big three is a failed experiment and you can't just collect the pieces and not worry about how they fit together. You actually have to build culture, chemistry, and team. I hear all that. But then at the same time, the big four in Phoenix now are something that we all have to reckon with. That's part of what happened in blowing up the Nets after Kyrie, who is just pillaging his rampage through locker rooms, turning them toxic across the U.S. He's now in Dallas with Luka. That blew our minds when that first happened. But then the real blockbuster is Kevin Durant going to Phoenix to play with the point guard Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. So three and a half, three, three and three quarters. He's really tall. Big four. They have a lot of talent out there. What are your thoughts in terms of the big moves, like the reconstitution of the NBA, the shuffle up and deal? Have you made sense of any of this? I feel like you have to start with Phoenix, right? Can you do Kyrie real quick? Yeah. And we were talking about this. I, I went to the Clippers game for the, literally the first time in my life. And Clippers share, as a longtime Laker fan, Clippers share the same arena. The crypto. Right? The crypto arena, formerly Staples. And Balmer is in the midst of building a massive new arena for the Clippers just down the street from SoFi. And I heard this but, speech where he says, and what we need is shooting guards, shooting guards, shooting. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> developers. I got that wrong. Go ahead. Weird being in this in the arena with 
sort of the Clipper colors. I didn't ever, I guess I never clicked on that their new real colors and the way the image you're trying to go with is sort of all black unis. I still have the white unis of Danny Manning and Blake Griffin jumping right, over with Kia. The cursive letters, yeah. And John Barry winning the dunk contest. That was a fun trivia we were doing while we were watching the game. So we're partially going because we knew the Mavs were playing. May have Doncic on. Yeah. Fantasy teams. I just want to watch it live. He's hurt. Kyrie plays. What's your fit like? Are you sporting your Lakers? You're wearing your Kobe jersey? What are you doing? In the... I, I wear. I never wear. Underco- ne- undercover. Got it. Yeah. Always. So I will say, watching a ton of basketball, I've never seen anyone move on the court like Kyrie. It's, literally, it's like he's skating. Mm-hmm. He has such sudden movements in a box. He... It's constantly moving off the ball. Some would say he's ball dominant, but he was making hockey passes so he could see the pass to get to the next pass. Yeah. He was a willing teammate, didn't dominate shots, had 24, five and four, I'd say, but he was, you couldn't stop him. And as 6'2", getting to the lane over big guys, it's, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. So this is why Kyrie can make stops in Cleveland, the Celtics, yeah. the Nets. Because he's really, he's that good. And for Doncic to say he's the best ball hand I've ever seen, like, he's the dude. He's that good. It's like pickup. Like, he has barely played with these guys, and he's scoring 25 points. Yeah, but also doing it where he's, it's best basketball. So people have different sets. You got pick and roll. You watch some film, you see where guys, but he was getting the Josh Greens and guys open, like Theo Pinson's. They were all balling with him. So I'll leave it at that. We may not agree on some of his posts and sort of movies he watches. He's a flat earther. We don't have a similar and good for him to do his own research when it comes to vaccines and others. But just if you look at him on the court, remove all the others and he has a right to play and people are continuing to give him jobs. He should be in the all-star game every year because he's better than anyone I ever seen. Yeah. Well, although they say the number one ability, Tarlin, is availability. availability. And he, we did a show. He is not available. But when the two of them are together, Doncic, who they were used to bum rush him with a couple, a couple defenders to get the ball in his hands, it's going to be a problem for mm-hmm. other teams. And yeah. they're on a two-game win streak without Doncic. They beat Sacramento last night. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them together as long as Kyrie's availability and presence does not suppress my the fantasy stance for Doncic. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see can Doncic be less ball dominant with a player like when they're both on the court at the same time, it'll be interesting to see how that works. And Kyrie has shown the ability to be the second scorer, the second option on a really great team. So the offensive side of them is going to be aside from the offensive side of them, the offensive side will be interesting to keep an eye on. I was thinking, is it because Tyree's got this crazy spidey sense court awareness? You think it may be like his ESP makes him unable to see the horizon the way the rest of us do, which results in the flat earther stuff. I'm just saying maybe it's a neurodiversity thing. I think it's going to be Trinidad education. That's your worth, next worth that's your crossover. Investigating. You'll have someone to talk about that, and then we'll we'll talk about ESP in relation to BLC. All of that, and I got. I some, think that makes sense. I got some sick crossovers, kind of like AI. The answer 
You still didn't answer my question about Phoenix. Let's go to Phoenix. That team, so they lost some great pieces. Mikael Bridges can guard anyone. Jay Crowder had already taken his ball home, so he wasn't playing anyways. Cam Johnson is surprisingly a good three-point shooter. And by um, the way, intangibles alert, Jay Crowder to the Bucks. Just keep an eye on that squad. They might get frisky. If they get healthy, a little futures bet. Bucks are going to be trolling. Jay Crowder replaced the P.J. Tucker role and bring some toughness along with Joe Ingles. So that team is only getting healthy. Chris Middleton's coming off the bench right now. So they had guys like Pat Connington and Grayson Allen. Don't, I mean, I got a whole thing on the tripper. Shiver. Tripper. Shiver. (laughs) He's dirty. He's on brand with some of the other dookies. But that team's going to be a problem. So agree with that one. Durant, and it's interesting. He went privately to the Nets. He asked for a trade in the beginning of the season. Rescinded that demand, played through the year, Kyrie trade happens, and he went privately to the Nets and asked to be traded to Phoenix. And he said, I'm not going to make this. And that's not a demand. This is just a request. Which is unusual. He is the player, it's player power. And, and also unusual for the Nets to then go out of their way to try to trade him to that team. It shows sort of what they believe Kevin brought to the Nets, which you said it's star power. There's more than star power. Like he, unless he, the joke is, I don't know what size foot he has, but he was just on the line to beat the Bucks right. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was carrying that team mm-hmm. and is an otherworldly scorer. So you have someone like that coming to Phoenix. I think he'll easily slot in. I'm not sure if he's still injured. He hasn't come back yet, but easily slot in. You know, I'm a huge fan of the point God. This takes a lot of pressure off Chris Paul. Yeah. Because Paul was not able to be the second scorer at 38. Mm-hmm. So now he can be distributing between Booker and Durant and every yeah. now and again, shimmy for a 12-foot jumper. Yeah. That's going to be hard to guard. Come on, Monty, a little bit of load management for the 38-year-old. Let's, a little, he's going to have a little road. load management. The lefty back and Cameron Payne, and they, they still have enough parts. I will say, don't underestimate DeAndre Ayton. He's not Shaq, but you now have a presence in the middle, so you yeah. have... Durant, that's long and playing better defense. Booker, which is, you can go, he can go for 50. Paul can't stop anyone, but you now got coverage. So if he gets beat, you got two seven-footers back there. They're really going to be a problem. Yeah. Although the, you know, the number one ability is availability. The the number two is durability. So I don't don't know how durable these cats are. And Paul have injury history. So remember, this trade happens like 26 games left in the season. I know. So they can ramp up. And I don't remember where they are in the standings. So the, the team that, it's not Memphis, the team that I would, you know, circle is the Nuggets. Absolutely. Now, Jamal Murray needs to get healthy. We know they got rid of Bones. Highland wasn't getting some time. But you got Bruce Bowen as blue guys. Jeff Green sighting. The Joker is still playing at MVP level. You got Aaron Gordon, who's playing out of his mind, and all of a sudden is playing like the guy he played for a few years at Magic. So that's that team is super talented, and if they're all are healthy, that's an interesting Western Conference Finals. Golden State's in trouble. They made their move to trade Wiseman, but it looks like Gary Payton didn't pass his physical, so who knows if he gets that. I kept on seeing the GP2 tweets, and I thought it was a new large language model <laughs> out there. I didn't realize. The geek is so strong at you. But then I'm not even talking about our Lakers. Can I say right. our? Well, I've been avoiding it. 
It's half true. Westbrook, I appreciate. I've liked Russell Westbrook since he's a Bruin. Just not a fit. Someone compared him to end of career Iverson. Mm. Still get points. The Clippers supposedly want, you know, Paul George and others want him on the squad because they don't have a point guard. Yeah. He's a guard that shoots 41% for the field and makes terrible decisions. He still is one of the better athletes in the league. Jump out of the gym, all that. It's just tough. Tough to watch that as your floor general, but I wish him all about the best. We got better. Right. Rui Hachimura made us better. Yeah. The gaggle of players from the Timberwolves, including D'Angelo Russell, is shooting 39%, which gives some relief. So LeBron has someone to pass to. We'll be better, but we're, we're in second to last place, I think, right now. Right. It's a bit we of a log jam over still, there. We still haven't hit 500. Right. So my hope is we make the playing game that AD can make it through the season. And we see some of these pieces, which I think are good and long, that we can compete. But it's, it's nowhere on the level of Phoenix. And I do believe this is probably the last super team that we'll see and see how it works out. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. The other pieces I wanted to hit on as an NBA episode, you know, heading into the all-star break and the stretch run. Please say they canceled the dunk contest. Keep going. (laughs) Two things. One is the fact that KD was signed the day after Matt Ishbia became the new owner with his brother of the Phoenix Suns. Robert Sarver is out. We have been talking about Robert Sarver in a bunch of different contexts. We did also talk about him as it related to Donald Sterling. So at least that move in terms of NBA cultures is a a positive one. I wanted to get some of your thoughts on that. And we kind of buried the lead. The other thing that happened was that LeBron James, who's a basketball player for your Los Angeles Lakers, passed the career scoring record by also a Los Angeles Laker legend, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That just happened as well. So this is part of why we had enough that we had to talk about prior to the crazy trade maneuvers that have happened. We've talked about the trade maneuvers. Thoughts on getting Sarver out relates a little bit to the trades. And then I'd love to get a little bit of your perspective on LeBron. Sarver out, it's great for the NBA. Probably took too long. There's no way to force a sell. I think the investigation helped continue to amp up the pressure. But these guys are much like Snyder, billionaires. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to tell them what to do or whether or not they've done anything wrong. But it only elevates the NBA ownership and sort of the way that the NBA is trying to address issues that they see. They're not invaluable, but there's a lot going on. It's only going to Im- improve the culture over in Phoenix and may continue to make it an attractive place to land with Katie there for the next three years and Booker and others. Yeah, I still um, think there might be something more to the way they just disappeared last year and what was going on with Sarver and some of those stories. It did feel like his toxicity was seeping into their locker room and really a historic, you know, no-show by the Suns in the playoffs last year. I couldn't tell how much that was tied in some ways yeah, to the I, Sarver I think, story. But that had been going on bleeding for a long time. So it's a little, it, you could say it's a parallel to what happened Donald Sterling and the Clippers in the playoffs and the leaked audio and 
yeah. the way knowing what he, what he actually thought about Max Johnson and other players. This has been bleeding for a long time. So yeah. I don't think the players are focused on at all. I think something happened in the locker room. You saw DeAndre Eaton wasn't playing. They were yeah. looking to trade him. The players lost connectivity with each other. And that was a that was a player thing, not a owner thing. That's my just my yeah, which might might be a note of concern for Phoenix as well, because you know KD coming into there, it was still Madi's clubhouse. So I'm curious what happened when they really disappeared last year, and how resilient KD and Monty know each other from OKC. So KD was there when when Monty lost his wife in New Orleans, so they know each other. Chris Paul and KD played together. In the Olympics, Booker and KD have played together in the Olympics. The only person that's new is DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. And he needs to just go set some screen rebound and, and get some dunk lobs. I think KD as an individual is someone because of the connections, yeah. Connection that he has. If you look back and we mentioned Kenny Atkinson, that was the coach of the Nets when KD was coming to the team, he had comments like, Oh, it looks like a good culture. They play hard. I appreciate the coach. That was his press conference coming in. He knew nothing about Kenny, and that was part of the drumbeat that I'm not blaming Durant and Irving. Durant was out that whole year that Atkinson got fired, and Kyrie only played 20 games. But Durant's coming all bought in. He's known Monty since he was first in the league. So that is going to be on lock. I'm not worried about rattling the culture. And KD, the Slim Reaper, he can slide into any team in the world and hit jumpers. The Slim Reaper. The other interesting note here, Matt Ishbia, the new owner, did play scant minutes for Tom Izzo at Michigan State in 2000 when they won the national championship. Oh, is this the Cleves team? Yeah, yeah. I think he averaged uh, 0. 0.6 points a game. Hey, so, I loved I loved into the ventures. I was into the venture. He, yeah. won, he won something. So that means he has a different Mentality actually understands what it means to have be in a locker room, to be yeah. on a team. Yeah. Instead of guys who never played owning teams and thinking that's a toy, he actually may have put a different imprint on his team. So James Jones, GM, Monty Williams, you may have something there. Obviously, you have KD. So this will be fun to watch in this season, but obviously Phoenix will be at the end. Dallas doesn't have enough. I mean, Luka and Kyrie can go nuclear a couple of games. Lakers may squeak into the play-in. I know John Morant's been jawing forever, but I still don't think they're as strong as some of these teams. So I think that's Western Conference Final. Yeah, Denver, you got to look at... Denver and Phoenix. Denver and Phoenix out there. And then you really got three teams in the East, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's why they play the games. They also play the games to set records. So we got to talk LeBron. LeBron's comment about breaking the all-time record, they make an interesting statement. It's about... It's keeping his mind right and keeping his body right. And LeBron, over the last couple of years, people say he's injury prone, but there's been some freak guys falling into his leg. But if you look at LeBron, you talk about availability. He is consistently there, preload management. He's Mm -hmm. just unbelievable how he's able to keep his body in shape and be ready every day, including looking, you know, at his playoff runs. So deep playoff runs. What's super impressive is you sent the plot showing the data chart, viz, the chart, the data visualization, data viz, viz, visualization showing LeBron's path to breaking the scoring record and how consistently it was just a march up. There was no two year dip where the line would go flat line. He was just marching up. So it's right. He does everything, whether it's his 
wine, drinking wine as recovery, ice baths, heat, whatever it is. He has his own nutritionist. But to keep your mind into it, where you're, you're clouding out all the noise, where you're staying true to yourself. He got so many haters. People talk about the Boston series where he didn't show up when he's at Cleveland. He got crushed because of the decision. His announcement was going to Miami. He went back to Cleveland after fighting. Like all of that to keep his mind right. That that's this is for you, Cleveland. This is for you. And so, huge kudos to LeBron. There, I think he's right. A lot of athletes, and we do it ourselves. I got to go to my trainer. Shout out to Mike Barry in an hour. And you know you're doing that set. We're not playing for the championship. And your mind, if your mind says I can do it, you're like, oh, I'll get to 20. If your mind's like, you're like, I'll get to 15. Right? And yeah. But he has to do that every single day. So amazing, amazing record. It will never, I mean, the only person that had the ability to break something like LeBron's record in my mind was Kevin Durant because of his game. Yeah. Injuries have sucked the life out of him. But Huge kudos to LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron looks like he's ready to go at least another three, four years the way he's going. And he's still among the best players in the league on the court right now at 38, which is impressive. I got to say it was amazing to see Kareem there and Kareem in L.A. handing the ball over to him. It did remind me a little bit about how the game has evolved where Kareem as a center could be the best player, you know, multiple time MVP and champion really leading from the middle with the sky hook and an occasional airplane appearance. But that style of play, even if you look at Jokic as the new model, his game is much more like a skill position the idea of the back to the basket, skyhook, you know, center of your defense, that model of the NBA has really passed. And it was interesting to see him pass the ball to LeBron. The only other scenario that I could see happening, and this is, again, probably 20 years down the road. I don't think this player is necessarily in the NBA right now, but more LeBron passing it to someone who's a little more of a Steph Curry model, which does seem like the next evolution that we're really just at the beginning of the way scoring can just take off considering how much these guys can hit from anywhere in the and gym. You can put your hands on players. The rules have changed. Yeah. A lot of, lot of stuff to, up on the NBA. to really protect players, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time to be watching the NBA. Any final thoughts here? As, yeah. as we I got one story, Le, one story, LeBron buddy and I, we went to see LeBron's team, St. Francis play at Pauley pavilion. And it was a big, High school set of games. Aaron LaFlalo played for, went to UCLA, played in the league, played for Compton, and that was the game. And so I watched LeBron play in high school, and he was transcendent talent, huge. The way he glided, similar to what I say about Kyrie glided court, I just hadn't seen before. Yeah. I still remember LeBron's mom with the bedazzled jean jacket that said, LeBron's full. And she was very vocal in the game. Fast forward. Three weeks ago, my high school, my alma mater is number one in the state, number nine in the country and playing against Sierra Canyon. That's where LeBron's sons go. Oh, Bronny and Bryce. Mm. Bryce didn't play in the varsity game. He played in the JV game. He put up some shots. He's big. You can see he's going to be good. It's the varsity team. They also have Scotty Pippen's son. 
and Penny Hardaway's son. Penny oh, Hardaway's wow. son does not have Penny's body build. He remind me a little more of Oliver Miller, not that big, mm. but love to shoot the three. The big O. And I thought it was going to be that moment where I'm, it's coming full circle. I got to see LeBron play, and now it's Bronny. But then I didn't realize, because you know that Bronny and Bryce are some of the first NIL, Nike NIL athletes, but I didn't realize there was load management in high school as well. Okay. So Bronny set out the game. Didn't get to see it. I got to see him stand under the basket. Yeah. Going, throwing balls to his teammates. Mm. My alma mater took him down. They only lost one game and now they're in the playoffs. But just full circle how you talk yeah. about passing, right. passing, scoring onto a smaller three-point shooting, more of a guard, just mm. letting you know whatever's happening in NBA happens in high school as well. Yeah. Because we can't, they can't make it through a 28-game season without having some load management. Yeah, and today's episode is brought to you by Harvard-Westlake Alumni Association, bringing you unsolicited earned media in a podcast near you. Absolutely. Actually, we got to check to see whether or not they won last night as I'm talking about the team, old please. The thing about LeBron, that's interesting. And, you know, we talked about it as it relates to Serena and maybe a few others. I think Serena's probably the best example I can think of is the psychology of the overdog where you're supposed to be the best and then you are. The idea that that is not promised and that is something you have to actively get up and pursue is really remarkable when you look at 20 years from the time he was 18, pretty soon after you saw him in that gym. As an 18-year-old, he seemed like he was 45 already. And then he just, that determination, that will, it's something that I've also seen equated with both Kobe and Michael too, is the combination of that talent and the desire to work so hard and grind in terms of your prep. That is really the new model that's emerged. And, you know, we're looking for lessons learned. There's a lot to be learned there. It's kind of like the way you learned to grind at Harvard Westlake, Tarlin. How did they do? Did Nancy get that for you? Okay, so they did win. 69-57, St. Bernard. Next game is against St. John Bosco. All right. The chocolate magnates, the Bosco family there. Yeah, lots going on in the NBA. Lots going on across the world of sports. I'm happy that we're back. Thank you for listening. Tarlin, always a pleasure. Thanks again for joining. We do this always for the number one fantasy team in the league, AC's Curl. Shout out to AC Green. Mm. Your curl is always fire. Awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon. This is Running It Back. (laughs)